Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into this week's edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Phil Putney and myself. This week on the podcast, the American pension, kind of the status of it, what's going on with it. Phil, in your neck of the woods, we're going to spend some time talking about this because it's still one of the places where there are a lot of folks still have pensions. That's yep. kind of my lead off question is the fact that they just don't really exist that much anymore. But how you doing? What's going on? I'm doing really good. Hanging Starting in there? To get some spring fever. So yeah, yeah, hanging in there. Sun shining, it's a good day. There you Any go. Any day in Michigan in the winter when the sun's shining, it's a great day. <laughs> there you go. Sunshine day. That's right. So let's talk about the fact Michigan, for example, is mm-hmm. one of the states I think a lot of people probably think of when it comes to pension because of the yep. auto industry. Right. Uh, there's look, it's been going the way of the dodo bird for a long time. The oh, pension yeah. plan has. But there, I guess if you're a state employee or a government employee, they still have those. So there's a lot of places Correct. that still do have them. But just mm-hmm. in general, what do you see? Uh, you've been doing this you know, a long time now. Are you seeing less and less people on the regular with pensions? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there was kind of laughing in the beginning, American pension. And a lot of our listeners are probably saying, what's that? <laughs> you know, I, I've Fair heard point. about that. My, my parents had that or, you know, Fair but point. what is that? Um, right. Yeah, it's it's even those that currently have a pension. The reality is, it's probably frozen. Meaning, you know, oh, since yeah. two thousand eight or ten or whenever. I mean, a lot of companies, as we went through the last financial crisis, yeah, ended up closing the pension and, and freezing it in place so that you know work after that point doesn't count to to add to the add the to benefit. Okay. You know, um, new employees coming in um, probably don't have access to the, the pension, so. Yeah, I mean, it is definitely um, on the extinct list. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It's, it's um, on the way out, except for governments. They haven't figured out that they can't afford pensions yet. So <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't give them any ideas, right? So. Well, okay. So from that point, you know, you think about it, it used to be fairly simple, right? You So you had a pension. There's one leg. Yep. You had Social Security. There's your other leg. And then maybe you just did a, a modest or even a poor job of doing right. some savings for retirement. And you were probably still fine. For retirement, probably in pretty good shape. Uh, Well, now, obviously, with pensions going away, so much more pressure on the the self-saving, the self-funding of retirement. Correct. Yeah, and that's really the the, um, invention, if you want to think of it that way, of the 401k was for that main reason. Companies started to realize years ago that, you know, being in the pension business isn't really our core business. You know, so they right. started to shift some of that risk towards employees through the the deferred, you know, um, self-deferral, the 401k right. um, type of plans where you're having to put your own money and they might match and help, you know, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're trying to, to eliminate that risk themselves. So, mm-hmm. you know, our parents, parents, grandparents back then, I mean, Personal savings wasn't a big factor in retirement. Wasn't a big deal. Yeah, you if know, you had a little, they bit, had they had two two legs that were really strong, and maybe a little one that add for some extras, right? If they right. wanted to do something, all the stools are lopsided, regardless. That's right. <laughs> There's a few people that have kind of a balanced stool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If somebody comes in and they have a pension, are they typically a bit of a leg up, I suppose, over someone who doesn't? Do they are you do you see them having a bit more of an advantage when it comes to retirement, or has it caused them to maybe not? save as much. And it's really does not making that big of a difference. Just curious as how that playing field, you know, balances out. 
I mean, I, and I've seen it both ways. I mean, there are those that have, have thought of it that way to say, well, you know, I've got a pension and social security. I don't have to save as much myself. So, right. you know, that those are guaranteed. And yeah, to some extent they are. I mean, the pension's guaranteed as long as that company's still there. And, you know, if not, then That's there's a, a whole nother, whole nother discussion to get into. Right. Uh, I've seen it that way, but I've also seen it where individuals have realized that risk and, and companies have offered 401ks and they've, contributed a pretty substantial amount to their own retirement. Okay. I mean, yeah, somebody in that scenario is generally doing okay. I mean, okay. they're, they're very well positioned for retirement, but that's a whole nother factor of taxes that right. is, is a huge problem then. But so, know, so to our podcast last week, yeah. not just the, the assumption that if you have a pension, you're in great shape. Right. No, okay. not at all. I mean, okay. you could be. It, it definitely helps right? because sure. it, okay. it helps remove some of that risk right. um, for savings on, on your own. Um, but, you know, probably one of the biggest factors in pensions, even if you have one that most people don't really think about is most pensions are not indexed for inflation. You know, now, granted, mm -hmm. if you get into, you know, governmental type pensions, a lot of those are, they have some kind of cost of living adjustment. But, but most do not but, have, both. but most, yeah. you know, private for-profit type companies, it's a fixed pension, mm. you know? So if, if you start running that math and looking at it today, it might look like a really good number and it meets, True. you know, between pension and social security. Oh, it's, you know, I'm covering 70, 80% of my income needs. That's great. Right. Okay. We'll start running that math out for 10, 15 years with just modest inflation where your pension, which is, you know, half to, a, you know, a third somewhere in there or more of your income. And if it stays flat, what does that do? You know, you've got to have, that's where your own personal savings comes right. in to help hopefully keep up with hopefully. inflation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned a, a whole other conversation about the stability of the company, but actually we can go ahead and dive into that a little bit because the lump sum versus the monthly income, if you have a pension and they're offering you a buyout, you know, and stability of the company actually is a big reason to ponder the, the lump sum, you know, right. because you get it all now, you know, yep. or you get, you know, what it's going to be, but yeah, also yeah, yeah. people always bring up the question, Phil, of, is it, is it, does it just give you more freedom? Does it just give you more options to go with the lump sum? And I hear so many advisors almost always gravitate towards the lump sum. Yeah. You could do the caveat of it depends, mm -hmm. but that, you know, nine times out of 10, they're going to recommend the lump sum. How do you feel on that subject? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you've got to run the math. There, there's no easy answer. Right. You know, um, generally I can tell you that, that we gravitate towards a lump sum, not just because that's the direction we want to head. I run the math to tell us and sure. show the client, well, here's the pro and con. Right. Um, and there's a couple of reasons for it. I mean, we talked about inflation. That's a big factor. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're investing it, you have better control and, and able to hedge against inflation. Right. You know, we bucketize money so we can take a portion of that, put it in a later bucket to help grow and keep up with inflation. Obviously, there's risk factors you've got to take into account, too. So you can't, you know, take your lump sum and go out and throw it into GameStop stock and, you know, <laughs> let's gamble on the big one and let's go. You right. know, it, it might work. It might not work. You know, so you got to be really careful because now you're taking on that risk. You know, so there's that there's um, survivorship and life expectancy. I mean, that's always the oh, question yeah. if you're looking at pensions of. Well, if I'm going to keep the income, do I take single life pension? That's really, that's the biggest number that looks good. But if I don't make it through retirement or very long in retirement, it's gone with it's me. Gone. And now my spouse yeah. has nothing. 
You know, yeah, so you need to look at a survivor option typically yeah. to make it a fair comparison. So, well, and with that monthly option, that monthly payment, you know, keeping with it, it's easy sometimes, I think, especially if you've been work, working there a long time or it's a big name company, you think, you know, they're not going anywhere. So I'm going to be totally fine to take that. And that gives me that guaranteed money yeah. every month. And I get it. There's the enticement level there too, but it's to your point, it's really worthwhile to sit down with an advisor and run the scenarios, talk yeah. with them, share the pension buyout options, let them run through all that data for you yeah. and see, because you're still taking a pretty big gamble, you know, right? if you do that, you can create your own pension with the lump sum Correct. a number of ways. Yeah, there's there's a lot of ways if you want that guaranteed income and that security, so to speak, that knowing that, you know, X amount's coming in monthly guaranteed, right. we can do that, you yeah. know, in, in comparison, you can see pros and cons. But yeah, to your point, um, you know, understanding the risk you're taking, keeping the pension, because a lot of people yeah. think, well, that's the more, you know, the, the safer bet. Let's sure. Say. And, and it feels that may, way. Maybe, maybe yeah. not. It kind of depends. You know, the, the challenge is always, okay, so... I've got a pension from XYZ company. I love them. You know, the vast majority of my 401k is in that company. Oh, and they've offered me stock options. So I've got a bunch right. of stock options. So when you start to look at everything, you're way more weighted there. 70, 80% yeah. of your retirement is weighted towards a single company, much less an in, in industry. Right. You know, talk about diversification. There, there's a big problem with that. And I, I see that very often because people are loyal to whatever that company is. And I can't blame them for that. That's a great point too, about the industry, you know, often taking a step back, COVID's changed that, right? Oh, yeah. COVID has certainly changed that an industry that you might have said prior to was, you know, just, you know, bulletproof. It's always going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. May <clears throat> not necessarily have been in, you know, God forbid we have another something like this happen to us, but the yeah. cat's out of the bag. There's a potential for it, right? Yeah. So precedents get set, so on and so forth. So there's always, you know, that that's a really good way of thinking about that too, when it comes to, you know, settling for that monthly versus that lump sum. And I'm not making, you know, an argument one way or the other. You really do you know, it to yourself to sit down with an advisor and run the math. But it is certainly something that we see people, uh, the statistics are what they are. They gravitate right. towards looking at that lump sum for just a very, you know, a very amount of reasons. And I would think that probably the companies are actually hoping for that as well. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of companies are um, trying to get out of the pension business sure. in, in yeah. more than one way. I mean, the, the, the lump sum is very often on the pension election anymore. I mean, it used to be not even that long ago, five, you know, 10 years ago that lump sums just weren't offered. You know, or, or okay. they were offered yeah. like, okay, this is a special deal. We're going to offer lump sums to, you know, people that are eligible for retirement today, you know, right. for this time frame or whatever. Right. Because um, the companies were trying to, to start to reduce that pension liability that they had. Mm -hmm. But very often today, that's just a kind of a standard part of the pension election option is lump sum, you know, because companies are trying to minimize and, and get out of the pension business. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. And we haven't uh, even got into the whole tax side of it. I mean, that, that's a whole nother equation of if you got a lump sum, now you can help control the taxes through Roth conversions right. and other strategies versus pensions. Great, but it's a fixed income that's taxable 100%. Right. Well, that, actually, I was going to go to inflation and taxes, whether okay. they have a pension plan or they've created their own through a life insurance product or an annuity or whatever, yeah. right? How do you address you know, inflation? which you kind of already right. touched on that, but also taxes. 
Yeah, inflation is is a big piece of it. Again, if you're trying to generate that guaranteed income, just understand, you know, how that works and and you know, is the product you're selecting does it have some kind of an inflation or some kind of an adjustment to grow over time? Right. I'd help keep up with inflation even if it's not called an inflation rider or, you know, an adjustment. Right. You know, or create it yourself by, yeah, this is guaranteed, but then keep some of the money to grow to keep up with inflation so that as that gap starts to widen because of inflation, you've got another bucket to pull from. And, and know, so when and you're then, constructing a plan for somebody, are you factoring in a, a a preset number? Do you try to go a little higher than inflation? Or you know, how does that look for people when they're trying to sit down with an advisor when it comes to dealing with it? Because unfortunately, there's a lot of you know brokers out there or things of that nature. Yep. It, it's not really a retirement plan. They're not really focused on all those little pieces. And mm-hmm. inflation often gets overlooked. But I think if you have a truly holistic retirement plan, your advisor is going to be helping you try to outpace inflation. Yeah. And if, if you're working with somebody that isn't building inflation in, you've got to question it, right? I mean, it's yeah. inflation is always a factor that we build in. I mean, we use the 20 year average, which is around, you know, a little over two and a half to two and three quarter percent. <clears throat> it's kind of the, the number we use today, which it's always an interesting discussion to have with clients because when we're running the, the plan, it's this cash flow analysis looking today all the way through retirement. Right. And if they have this base level of, of need today, run that down 20 years with just a modest inflation at even, you know, two and a half to 3%, right. all of a sudden that number's doubled. Like what happened? What, I don't need, a, you know, $180,000. Well, yeah, but that's with inflation. Yeah. You know, think well, back. 22 years? Is it 22 Yeah, years? think back 20, 30 years ago. What did you pay for your car? Yeah. What did a gallon of milk cost? What did your house cost? Yeah. You know? I mean, exactly. it's one of those things that it just happens and you don't feel it all at once, but over time, especially with a pension, you will feel it unless you've planned. So, so the status of the American pension, obviously continuing to fade and fade, you know, but okay. it's one of those places where, again, if you're lucky enough to have one, you know, don't go into it, just assuming that that's going to have you set for retirement. If you have questions, obviously it would definitely we're seeing so many people, especially in the, in the greater Michigan area there uh, with these buyout you know, questions and opportunities that are presented to them and how do you go about it? And there's just so many little facets, Phil, that that's why it's really important to sit down with someone and have a conversation and run through it because the math is going to be what the math's going to be. And to your point, as a CPA, I mean, obviously right now we're into March, you know, so you're, you know, you're fully into tax season, you're doing all that stuff as well. And taxes is that other big component to factor into a retirement plan. It's not just investments, right? It's all these other components. Yep. Inflation, taxes. I mean, you have to build everything. If you don't have that holistic view, you're going to get probably the wrong answer. You know, we kind of go back to the the discussion we had on the last podcast of assumptions and that. I mean, this is one of those assumptions. There's a lot of assumptions that get made about a pension. Hmm. You know, so if, if you are fortunate enough to have an option, you know, if I can take the monthly or I can take a lump sum. Right work with your advisor, or if you're not, give us a call. We can help you walk through the numbers to see what is the pros and cons, understand it, you know, before you go in and make a lifetime decision. Cause just like social security or well, social security, at least they give you 12 months. They give you the one mulligan. Yeah. You know, but with a pension, they don't give you anything. I mean, if if you sign that paperwork and get it sent in, it's done. 
It's done. So to Phil's right. point, if you got questions about pensions, you're just not sure, you know, what you need to be doing, let the math help you decide and talk with an advisor who can help you do that. If you need some help, Phil's always available, 248-888-7530. I shouldn't say he's always available. He's pretty busy, but you can still reach out to him. You can reach out to me, get get on my calendar. We'll, yeah, we'll have calendar, a discussion. Exactly. 248-888-7530 is the number to call. If you're listening to the podcast, you can also see the number on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to us on those platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Whichever one you like to use to listen to podcasts. Uh, if you want to watch the video version, it's on YouTube or it's at all at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. You can find all the information there. There's also a way to contact Phil on the page. So don't hesitate to reach out. Have yourself a great week. We appreciate your time as always on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. For Phil, I'm your co-host, Mark. We'll see you next time here on the program. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.